0: Hey, this is Steve Durr. Thanks for joining me. Today we're going to look at Luke chapter 8, verse 1 through 3. It's pretty short, but um, let's get into it. It says this, Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his twelve disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, and Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. All right, so we got three verses. It's pretty short here today, but uh, I think it's pretty powerful. Um, What we see here is Jesus on tour. The Jesus tour he is on tour and he's traveling with his followers town to town village to village and he's proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God now the kingdom of God is the central message of Jesus it's the announcement that within Jesus in Jesus the king Israel's promised king has come and he's going to set the world right and so there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of anticipation. There's a sense that God's going to put the world right. The king is finally shown up in Jesus. And, uh, but he's going town to town, and he's doing this with a community. Jesus travels in a pack. He doesn't do life alone. He travels in community. He travels with his followers. He travels as a family on mission together. Now, who makes up the family Of Jesus, the community on mission. Well, we see that his 12 disciples are with him. These are men that Jesus has selected out of a large group of followers, people who were interested in him, and he selected 12 of them to be apostles, to be witnesses to everything he did, to be with him night and day. And so these 12 men were with him, and we hear about them quite often in the Bible. But then also we recognize that not only is he traveling with 12 men, his followers, his apprentices, he's also traveling along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. And there are women, at least three mentioned by name, Uh, And then there are many others, it says, who were following and going with Jesus, traveling with Jesus. These are women who had been healed, women who had been changed, women whose lives had been transformed because they encountered Jesus. They were set free of disease. They were set free of demonic uh, oppression. And so these women have been changed, and now they're traveling around with Jesus. Now, this is shocking. I mean, we read this and we have a real, you know, uh, hopefully an equal society or moving toward that where women are seen as equal to men. Uh, Back then, that wasn't the case. Uh, And so, uh, you know, sometimes back in the day, in those days, women who had means, women who had resources could serve as a patron or supporter Uh, of a religious teacher, and so you could have them sponsor, you know, a teacher, a religious teacher. Um, But often women would not travel with a male teacher. They would stay home. They would open up their home to a traveling teacher, but not necessarily follow along and be one of the disciples and apprentices learning from the teacher from town to town. That was scandalous. The idea that women were following Jesus in this way was very scandalous, um, and people would assume the worst. Unfortunately, uh, so Jesus was very countercultural. He was advancing the status of women in a culture that kept women out of sight, uh, kept women uh, down, and um, you know out of the religious training. There were women who would at times become like rabbis, but it was not common. What was common were the men to do it and the women to support it. But here's Jesus with a family on mission, and his family includes his 12 male disciples and a group of women. Now, one of the women is Mary Magdalene. Uh, She had uh, seven demons cast out of her. She is such a close follower of Jesus that she is there not only at the death of Jesus on the cross when the other disciples deserted, uh, but she's also there at the resurrection and the first witness to the resurrection. Um, then you have Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager. This is a woman probably with quite a few resources. Her husband worked for archenemy number one for the community. <laughs> Herod, who had put John the Baptist in jail, Herod, who would later try to get at Jesus. But this woman, with quite a few means, probably well to do, supported Jesus and his ministry and followed him around. Susanna, another woman who had experienced life change, and then many others who were contributing from their own resources. Here's the point. These women had been changed. These women had been transformed. These women women had been healed. And now they have the opportunity where they can go back to their life, go back to the life that they had before they were sick or oppressed by demons. Now they could go back to a comfortable life, the life that they had dreamed of, but they found a new life, a life following Jesus, a life where they've been changed and they now want to join in bringing change to other people. I love this. I love the story of when someone's life is so transformed that they then begin to live their life not only for themselves, they live their life for Jesus. And that's what these women are doing. And so Jesus was certainly counter-cultural in advancing the status of women. We get that. In that culture, these were people, women were people that, you know, you wouldn't assume God would use in this way. But he powerfully used women in the story of Jesus. And so... Here's kind of a thought or a question for us today. Have you been changed? Have you been changed by God? Have you been changed through a relationship with him? If not, I encourage you just to stop whatever you're doing right now and say, God, I need you. Change me. I want to follow you. But if you've been changed, if you've said yes to Jesus, how are you going about bringing change to others? Are you leaning into your relationship with God? Are you following Jesus in such a way that your life and what you do, what you say, how you live, is seeking to bring about change and blessing to others? And then the other question is uh, this idea of who can God use? Maybe you feel like God can never use you. People around you say, well, you're kind of out of bounds." You're someone God couldn't use. Maybe you feel like you don't know the Bible enough. Maybe you feel like you, uh, you know, you're not good enough. You don't know enough. Maybe other people have told you God couldn't use someone like you. you could, maybe you see someone that God uses and you think, I can never do that. But this story for me encourages me because here's this group of women who deeply impacted Jesus' life, the life of his other followers. These women who traveled with Jesus and helped proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. They were people that the rest of the culture looked at and said, I don't know if you can be used. And yet, here they are mentioned in the very story of Jesus following in his footsteps. And so today, do you feel like God can't use you? I'm here to tell you that that's wrong. The story of Jesus is a story that he can take anybody, male, female, no matter what ethnicity you are, no matter how much you know scripture, no matter... How soon or long, how recent or long you've been a follower of Jesus. He can and will and desires to use you. Because it's not up to you, it's Him doing it through you. And so today, what's God saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the way that you love us. We thank you for the way that you invite us into life and how you change us. Thanks to Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. And so, God, change us, transform us, make us new. And then I pray that, God, you would show us where we can join you in your work wherever we're at today and remind us that every single one of us who choose to follow you can be used by you. Fill us with that courage and encouragement today and give us an opportunity to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great day.